2: Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Lamey, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Hey, Daryl, can you please tell me and all the listeners, where has 2021 gone? I have no God, idea. Daryl. Incredible year. Here we are. We're like knocking on the door of the holiday season. Happy holidays to everybody. We hope you're uh, set up for all kinds of fun and food. And gifts and family and and uh, an incredible closeout to the year. It is really, really flown by. And Larry, it's, uh, it's just such a joy uh, to be able to hang out with our friends in the Selling from the Heart community uh, with this just incredible movement of people in our profession that are saying, hey, I want to be genuine. I want to be authentic. I want to add real value. And uh, when you hang out with people like that, those are the kind of people that I want to hang out with, and it's just been a phenomenal year. Yeah, that's what I said. Just come on over to the Selling from hard Heart Insiders group. D- Daryl, it's been
1: what a year. What a blessing this community of like-hearted and like-minded sales professionals and leaders have been. It's every Friday I learn something, and I know it's the highlight of our weeks.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. If you want to join us, by the way, just go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Maybe make that, is it too soon to say New Year's resolution? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's a little early for that. But if you're you're like on the early side of New Year's resolutions, (laughs) maybe joining a community of like-hearted sales professionals might be the kind of people that could help you keep some of those resolutions you make in the new year. So a huge shout out to all our friends in the Selling from the Heart insiders group. Speaking of a friend of Selling from the Heart, a like-hearted person, I am so excited about our guest today, Larry. Why don't you introduce Catherine Brown and let's dive in. Uh, just a, We're going to have a great time, so welcome, Catherine Brown, but just really quick, a
1: special shout out to my near and dear friend, Jeff Bajorik. I don't meet Catherine unless Jeff Bajoric bridges an in introduction at Outbound this past summer. So it's just, you know, we talk a lot about community and we're developing a really strong, like minded and like hearted community of sales professionals. And Catherine Brown, you fit the bill perfect. Hey, welcome <laughs> to Self for the Heart.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And Jeff was very generous. He said, who do you want to meet? And I started naming people I wanted to meet. And he just opened up his network, which is that like-hearted, like-minded culture that you work to cultivate. So I really appreciate it.
2: Ah, that's so good. Well, Catherine, as we get started, you know the question <laughs> that every guest on the Song for the Heart podcast answers and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart?
0: Well, I knew you were going to ask me this, <laughs> and I have really been thinking about this. because I, so. I, could, I could have a long answer. And so my short answer is that I think that sales fundamentally is not about taking people through a series of steps to persuade them. Persuasion is a piece of it, but that's not center to all of it. Selling from the heart to me means the purposeful meeting of needs, hmm. even if that doesn't lead them to me right now.
1: Oh, that is so, so good. Hey, Daryl, so as I'm listening to what you're saying, this goes back to, um, Daryl knows this, I'm a big Andy Stanley junkie. And Andy Stanley talks about integrity. And a special shout out to Bajorek, because I know he gives you a big props in your book that I know we're going to dive into mm-hmm. in a little bit around integrity. But Andy Stanley says, you know, living with integrity is doing the right things, even if it costs you. And I love what you just said, because sometimes it may not be the right fit, but we must point them in the right direction to the right fit.
0: Right. And Larry, too, like I think what I have realized that's happened to me over my evolution of 20 plus years of selling is That if you are committed to doing that, then you are less nervous going into any discovery call because there's one of three outcomes, right? You're either going to figure out super quick that they're actually not someone you can help, but that you might know someone who you can direct them to. So a fairly significant percent of people I talk to, I send to another consultant, I send to a friendly competitor, or they actually have a marketing need. They thought they had a sales training need, but actually they have a marketing need. So a referral is direction Mm -hmm. number one. Direction number two is they actually are a good lead, but not yet. So that I might create a relationship and need to market to them further, but they're going to stay in my, in my orbit and and we're going to stay in relationship. But the answer is not yet because of the issue of timing as one of the qualifiers. And then the third is that we agree to keep talking and I take them through a process. And because that's the case to me, there's a positive outcome, no matter what. And I have shifted from thinking about that particular transaction as buy right now, buy right now, buy right now, to a long relationship. Uh-huh. And so that even if I send them somewhere else, I get to be a connector. I'm the star relationship builder. And the chances they're going to come back at the right time are really high. That's, that's what's happened to me over the years.
2: You know, it's funny about, when you think of those three scenarios. First of all, I love that perspective because there's no lose in that. There's no none. lose. And there's none, right? If you think about that that first scenario that you talked about where you're able to connect them to somebody else in your network, some other uh, solution to their problem, what's beautiful about that is, you know, salespeople, we've been talking about this all fall around the trust building challenge. We live in a world where people don't trust trust anybody, certainly not sales professionals. And so we have in that moment, an incredible opportunity to build trust with somebody and also to help somebody else in our network that that stuff comes back to you. It's a beautiful mindset in terms of how a good human would actually sell.
0: Well, there are t- <laughs> two things. It also builds it. It also builds the um, integrity and trust within yourself, because one of the things I do in my book, How Good Humans Sell, is I show some original research I did, which shows how low a rating B2B sales professionals give their own profession on the sc- a scale of respectability. So I survey people and I say on a scale of one to 10, one being the least respectable and 10 being the most respectable profession, independently rate all of these professions. I did not say rank them, against each other. I said, rate them. And when they rated them individually, their own profession sales, they rated the lowest. See, isn't it?
1: And it's sad, but it's true. And, and it's, and it's so interesting because ask a group of salespeople Mm -hmm. to describe salespeople Mm -hmm. and they will give you a long laundry list Mm -hmm. of all the negative things Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: but I think when we do that right thing, Larry, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I think when we do that right thing, we also teach ourselves, right? So I get asked a lot about belief because I mm. preach that sales success is half belief and half process. And so the belief side is what do I think is possible for me? What do I think sales fundamentally is? What do I bring to this situation with myself? All of the mental stuff. You might say also the heart, right? What do Mm -hmm. I bring to this? And then how do I do it in the actual logistics and steps and templates and processes and CRM and technology and all that's the second half. And people ask, well, I feel like Catherine, you've shown me that my belief is low. How do I grow belief? Uh. That's a combination of some internal work as well as external proof. And when you do the right thing and you're then commended for, thank you so much for making that introduction then that also reinforces to you in that positive feedback loop. Yeah, I am awesome because I did the right thing because I'm not the best person to help that, you know, to help that friend and to help that prospect. And so I think we're teaching ourselves all the time and reinforcing those things to ourselves as well.
1: Hey, Daryl, th- th- real quick, because I, I really want to put a parking break on this for a second because you just keyed on a really huge word that I think a lot of sales people are struggling with, and that's believability. I would say believability themselves and believability in their messaging. So for our sales listeners that are, that are listening to the podcast, can you, can we peel this back and just, just coach somebody along the way, just at a high level, what would be a couple quick things they can do to work on their believability?
0: I love this question. Mm -hmm. So I tell people there are two components. There is building internal belief. And what I mean is, is what resides deep in you, subconscious, your mind, your heart, what you believe is possible for yourself as Larry, for yourself as Daryl, for yourself as John, for yourself as Sue. Those are things you can work on with um, having the right environment of people. So the company you keep, the affirmations that you practice, the visualization that you practice, the goal setting and goal fulfilling that you practice. These are, these are this is internal work. And I can make all kinds of recommend- recommendations of resources um, for the show notes for that. Because there's, there's just a long, large body of work um, in addition to stuff that I've done that I am constantly sending people to that has helped me. The second category is the external. And the external is what I call social proof of your awesomeness. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and social proof of your awesomeness as for your product or service or yourself as a seller is things like, I have reviews. And I get referrals and I have quotes and I have and, and I'm and I'm referenced. And and so it's not just about being available on social media, although that helps, but but literally taking people at their word and realizing, gosh, if people thought that, you know, the insider group was really helpful and they recommended their buddy, then I'm going to believe that they're not a liar and that they're, they're seeking value of this. And so I'm going to keep track of that. And when I'm feeling low, which we all do sometimes, I'm going to go look at the list that I have kept, or I personally keep a jar of marbles.
1: <laughs> well, I, Catherine, Daryl's lost his, so that's all he good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daryl, so, you know what? She, Catherine, you helped me. I, I I walked you right into that one. Sorry. It
2: was good. I think that's important. I just want to show the listeners, this is a great project over the holidays. It's the folder that sits on my desk. This is, I want to quit. And, you know, I mean, when you work with Larry, you get in these. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, though, there are days... When, you know, and sales, are there days when we want to quit That's in right. sales? Yeah, that, of That's course, right. there's some That's rough right. days. That's right. And having the stuff in this folder right. um, is really, really helpful. And and that, I think, is is this belief is so good. Catherine, I was as you were <laughs> talking, I was on a sales call, an initial call right before this this recording. And I got done with the call. And of course, it ended in a positive result. They moved forward and committed. It was great. But I got off that call and I, you know, it was one of those days, it was a Monday or whatever. I did a terrible, like if I give myself on a scale of one to 10 for that call, it'd be like a four or a five. I felt like it was, it was terrible yet they wanted to move forward. And as I'm listening to you talk, I'm, I know that even though my presentation may have been a little bit awkward, my belief was a 10 out of 10. And uh, I think that's really a really beautiful realization I'm having here is when you work on that internal belief, you may not be a 10 out of 10 on the other part of it every single day, every single time. But uh, hey, I got the deal.
0: Well, I think beliefs are so important that they actually can compensate for kind of crappy processes. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, just you could just be new at sales or be the company that's just getting going or they haven't invested in very much training or you don't have great proven templates that follow a process that gives you a clear call to action. It could just be all kinds of reasons that a person could have challenges, but when you have these strong drivers, you have Mm -hmm. clear goal clarity and a strong belief that you as a human being, simply because you're a human being, you deserve to experience goodness and enjoy your work and enjoy your life. If you have this certain set of beliefs, they will provide so much fuel through the car that even I think compensates for other lack of skills, which can be acquired with practice.
2: Or just an off day, Larry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, stop, stop, stop.
2: It's good. I think Mm -hmm. this is, this is really powerful and I, I love it at, you know, this book that first of all, the title of the book, and I know everybody in the science from the Art Community is gonna wanna hit pause right now and go get a copy, if you don't have one already, of How Good Humans Sell. Uh, Because first of all, the title in itself is so compelling. I love it, but how do good humans sell? How do you answer that question?
0: They sell um, not selfishly, (laughs) right? So I, I would actually answer it quite similarly to, I think, what i would say it means to sell from the heart mm-hmm. and that is doing the right thing taking people through a deliberate process so i am very principle oriented in the way i i train meaning i'll say look there're stages in the sales process and there are these buoys and you want to get from one to the other and if you Throw a proposal over the fence before you fully qualify. You're going to be sorry. You know, there's some there are some best practices or some things to do and not do, but you have a lot of freedom to show up, talk like yourself, be yourself, be you know, be sincerely interested in them. And the good human part is is um, I picked that word for several reasons. One is I think in this moment in time we see things with uh, political divide, with challenges that we know about we know about so much about what's happening around the world because of communication and globalization it's just a very unique special time to be alive but it's easy to feel like people are not good humans and we we also struggle with that with the you know with the sales definition and so i think we're at this very interesting time where people want to know how do i embody being a better person i'm seeing lots of examples where i think people are not being good people how am i a good person so i think it's timely for that it's also specifically going after changing the way people think about selling Um, if my mission is to help people expand their perspective and i don't think we do that by Renaming all sales professions to other titles, so we never have to say the S word. <laughs> That's right, what a lot yeah. of people do, right? Like I think you do it by shining a light on that and saying that is what my experience has been as a customer. Sometimes, or there are a few bad apples out there that have you know continued to perpetuate the stereotype, which is part of why it still exists. But there's so many experiences that are overwhelmingly positive, and I get to decide what this means for me. That's the power of it. I get to decide.
1: See, this is why, you know, Catherine and Daryl, I'm just a massive believer, perception's reality. Now, some people may not buy into that concept and that's okay. But for the context of what Catherine's bringing to the the forefront, I sincerely believe perception's Mm -hmm. reality. Mm -hmm. Now, we as sales professionals and as sales leaders, we have the ability, each and every one of us has the ability to capture perception. It's how do we as humans want to be perceived Mm -hmm. out in the marketplace. So to go back and rewind the podcast to the very beginning, when you started talking about how would salespeople rank things, right? There's your right? right. It's, how do you overcome this negative perception and the stigma of lack of trust and all that in sales? Each and every one of us has that ability. It's what are we going to do about it?
0: That's right. Well, I spend a fair bit of time incorporating social science into training that I teach because I've been married for nearly 30 years to a social psychologist. So I have a lot of in-house counsel, which I appreciate, but one of the, <laughs> one of the most, uh, I do appreciate it. No, well, congratulations,
1: because <laughs> you and I are about on the same, yeah. we're about the same timeline of marriage.
0: Up- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I do appreciate it. He, um, but, but one of the most commonly cited social psychology principles that comes up over and over and over across all industries is the idea of confirmation bias mm. confirmation bias so confirmation bias says whatever you believe to be true you will non-consciously and automatically go seek to prove it so it could be anything right? I I that's why you see a red car when you're looking for you're thinking about buying a red car and you, you think everyone has red cars I, I mean there's there's it, there's it's non-conscious and it's automatic. And so this is why even before our social media feeds will actually literally, because of the algorithm, feed us things based on what we've previously searched for in relationships, in our own research, in what we ask, in the way we ask. It leads to closed questions and not open questions, even in selling, because we already think we know the answer. So, so important that we recognize, Ugh, As a human, I do this and I don't want to be closed. I really do want to seek to know. So instead of saying, is it that this is the case, you wouldn't want to do that because that's taking someone down a certain path, right? You want to ask the broad questions that allow room for the answer to be different than what you might actually believe.
2: Ooh, silence. No, (laughs) no. This is so good though, because I think that, you know, I believe that one of the biggest traits of a successful sales professional is curiosity, yep. but, you know, understanding that your, your bias is going to be towards being curious about things from a certain perspective, Um uh, it, as opposed to really asking those questions, that is a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic perspective and, and reminder.
0: Mm. This is why everybody loves Ted Lasso. is because he teaches things like this. So I made this my LinkedIn my LinkedIn post last week, where he, I have the, the the quote from the scene in the, the first um, in the first season where he is at the dartboard and he beats the guy he beats the guy at darts and he says, you know, be curious, not judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it's so easy to to point that toward other people, but also to us, right? Like, what's going on here? Uh, I want to be curious, that leads me to open-hearted, interested, uh, wide path, not um, not trying to get you to answer the way I want you to answer, right. or going back even to the beginning of what we were saying, kind of coming full circle, is my goal to lock you into a series of questions because my goal is to persuade you to purchase, by the end of this call, Even though in my heart, I know it's not the right thing for you at this moment. I I don't know if this happens to you all. I just can't tell you how many times the solution really is something before me. So people think they need sales coaching or sales training and they don't have a good website yet. (laughs) They think they need sales coaching or sales training. And there's so much that could get clearer about literally describing what they sell before we start to work on how we're going to talk about that or take people through a process. There's just so many things that precede me and it would be so easy for me to sell them what they're asking for, but ultimately it's not the right thing. And so that's why I have developed so many great relationships with people that I can pull in. So we do things in the right order because that is, that's the definition of sales It's what's in their very best interest in taking them through a process to figure that out. So they buy the right thing at the right time.
1: I love how you guys brought in the word curious because I was thinking about it before Daryl, you know, brought it up, but I think the thing is, is (laughs) I just got to make a funny around it, but we have to be right intentionally curious and step away from the steering wheel, because I think there's a big difference between being curious behind the steering wheel and being curious in front of the steering wheel if if you get where i'm where i'm going with this is i think quite often is we will ask these questions right hey i'm curious and then we'll listen just long enough and steer this thing in the way that we want it to go mm-hmm. as opposed to letting our hands off the steering wheel or stepping in front of the you know the steering mm-hmm. wheel and just being intentional at the moment being sincerely curious mm-hmm. because you want to know and see where that conversation goes yeah.
0: Larry, I think also it's kind of like the last chapter. Of my book is really short. It says eight chapters, and the last chapter is called Heroes and Guides. And I borrow liberally, and I say this in the book, I borrow liberally from um, the Building a Story Brand framework, which, of course, Donald Miller got a lot of the information from the hero's journey arc in movies and Joseph Campbell is attributed for that and goes all the way back to the way the Greeks told stories. The idea is that there's a hero and a guide in every major blockbuster story. And what we do is when we think that we're the hero, we talk too much in sales calls. We end up presenting. We think it's about us. It's not about us. It's about them. And the image of a guide is deceptively powerful because the guide is not the person in the movie with the problem. (laughs) The guide is in front of them who is saying, I'm happy to help you go where you're trying to go if you're ready, and it's the right thing. So think of any major blockbuster movie. The guide is not the person who's having the crisis in the opening 10 minutes of the movie. They're the person who's coming along and saying, hey, I've walked this path before and I know how to avoid the dragon and I can help you understand your destiny. And I know why you have a scar on your forehead or, you know, whatever movie we're referencing. They know those things. They are not pushy. They ask. They're curious. They love people. They know a lot, but they don't lord it over people. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a guide. And I think there, I think that's such a great analogy for every step of the process. And say, am I being a good guide? Mm. Be a good guide here, right? Like it's, it's, I think it's so helpful to think about that um, in really every step. It could be the way we initiate, the way we qualify, how we have a call to action, how we handle rejection, all of all of that.
2: I think that's fantastic, and you know that that it's not just curiosity; it's also a a position of humility and good humans have a heart to serve, right? And this is like to do no harm and to go in and make the world a better place. And I, this is one of the reasons I love hanging out with people like you and hanging out with people in the insiders group and just this, this whole community of, of sales professionals that, you know, I can look to my left and look to my right and go, these people are ten out of ten. They're not one out yeah. of ten. Like they make me proud to be in the sales profession, and I am, you know. And this is what I love about the the community of people uh, that's forming around this podcast, and the way we attract um, and meet each other in all of this. It's so exciting, Catherine. I just I'm I'm so happy uh, we got to share time together today. Tell everyone, um, I mean, we're all going to get copies of your book and uh, everyone listening in, uh, you know, once again, if you haven't hit pause and gone, (laughs) get a copy of How Good Humans Sell. Do that right now. Uh, What else? What other words of wisdom would you leave with us as we wrap up today?
0: Thank you so much. Yes, you can get a copy of How Good Humans Sell on Amazon. It's available right now in paperback and Kindle. Um, i have a lot of free resources on my website my company name is extra bold sales so that's e x t r a b o l d extra bold sales tons of free stuff out there that i give away this in spirit of goodwill to you know get get started knowing people and um I have ongoing conversations every day on LinkedIn. That's probably my very best social platform. So Larry and I both post really <laughs> early in the morning. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, okay.
1: And, here, and, like, here's, and here's, the, here's the thing is you're early in the morning is early in the morning for you. It's way early in the morning
0: for me, <laughs> <laughs> but do, it's all I good. Do. And I really post it. What's funny is I've outsourced a lot of other things in my life, but I do my own LinkedIn post every day because I really, um, I have a general content calendar, I feel, but I feel like I can just, um, I can riff off of something and stay on a subject for a while if I want. So I actually do the post myself and I really respond myself. It's not something, you know, I farmed out to anybody and it is part of my daily habit. And it's, it's been amazing, actually. For a platform we've been on so long, I think it's amazing how value added and useful it still is, even after what 15, 17 years, something it's like amazing, that. Amazing,
2: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Catherine, what a pleasure. And uh, just thank you so much for who you are and all you're doing out there. You are a true selling for the art champion, and it's been an, a pleasure and an honor today.
0: Thank, yeah, thank you. you. Thank oh, you. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Oh Larry so many good things in that conversation I I mean where do you land on on action items I I think the the thing that I'm challenged the most on is belief I mean I saw that in action today just literally right before we recorded this podcast the power of belief and not only
1: that I think that the other word that goes along uh, the same the same way is confidence Mm -hmm. is, you know, this is a great time of the year, you know, maybe as you're collecting thoughts and and you're planning for the start of a very prosperous new year Mm -hmm. is, you know, where are you with your belief? Where are you with your confidence? Yeah, it's a good What, what, you know, what are you willing to do to work on your belief, your belief system for yourself, and your confidence?
2: And maybe it's time. I know you got good, a breakout tool. Come maybe it's there. time for you the I want to quit <laughs> folder. You know, I mean, I see Catherine back in the green room just died <laughs> laughing. I mean, seriously, maybe this is the time. Uh, it'd be a great way to finish the year. Think of all your favorite clients. Look back through your LinkedIn uh, references and look at the the cards that you got from Larry and, and think about all of the different. Uh, you know all of the different things that that affirm why you do what you do, and that you actually really do a good job, and you give a rip, and all of that. Um, I just want to challenge there. I'm throwing the gauntlet down because I've got mine now right in the middle of my desk. I'm going to add some more stuff to the "I want to quit" folder, and uh, and because I think this the power of belief here is so critical. So. Hey, Larry, I believe that it is the <laughs> holiday season. I believe that we're knocking on the door of a new year. And I believe that uh, the folks in the Selling from the Heart community are awesome. So thank you so much to everybody who is uh, sharing the podcast, putting reviews, because if you put a review on the podcast, it might even make it into my I want to quit folder. <laughs> on that, so. Plus, it puts a smile on her face. That's right. Hey, this is, so, this is such a great time. Uh, be the difference in the world. Hey, till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, build your belief, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks
1: for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.